Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Last week we heard from Tim that God took a rest, relaxed on his banana lounge, a rest that he didn't need because he doesn't get tired to model for us that it's a good practice and then wrote it into law that we should do the same thing, that we should take regular planned rest. It was a great message. If you haven't caught it, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on YouTube. There is a rhythm of doing nothing at all, sometimes, or just doing something different to what you usually do can also be rest, active rest. I'm going to go kite sailing because I love that. It's not, it's leisure time, it's rest, even though it's quite active. Some, doing something different or doing nothing at all. But today, I don't want to talk about rest. I don't want to talk about being refreshed by lazing on the lounge. I laze on the lounge sometimes, sure, it's good. should definitely build that into your routine somewhere. Um, but I don't want to talk about that today. And I don't want to talk about being refreshed by walking on the beach. I do that sometimes, and I love it, but I'm not talking about that today. Uh, Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So today I want to talk about this ancient wisdom right here that says there's something to be gained from going out of our way to refresh other people. And maybe that's a pathway to our own refreshment. Because I know that there's kind of, there's a, there's a fair bit of talk around, not, not our church, but like the whole, you know, global Christian community. There's a lot of talk around helping other people, supporting other people, ministering to other people, that is, that, you know, what happens there is just a withdrawal from our own bank account in our soul. You know, if you're a minister, if you serve, if you join team, it's just going to gradually drain and suck the life out of you until you're shriveled up prune. And this kind, I hate this kind of deficit language because it, it implies that, that, you know, you just get used up doing ministry. And that's not true. That is not true. I regularly talk to volunteers from all our teams and they tell me something different. They tell me a different message and that is I really get something out of it. Like I would never quit because I love it. I like doing it. I like how it makes me feel when I'm finished serving others. I feel buoyant. I walk out of here feeling great. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like having all the life sucked out of you, does it? It sounds like the opposite. There are huge gains to be found in serving others and trying to refresh them. Huge gains for us. The original Hebrew word for refreshing others, he who refreshes others, in that verse means literally to just like, bless them so good, like to to saturate, till they're soaking, to, um, you know, to, to completely satisfy so that the other person can drink their fill. You know, when you're really thirsty and you just drink until you go, okay, that's it, I'm good, now I'm good. That, that's what it means to do that for other people. He who does that for other people, will himself be refreshed. 
You might have heard of that term soaking as it applies, like in a worship service. Like, we could have been soaking just then. You know, it's when the, when the washing machine pauses and you just sit. You just sit in it, soaking, you know? And people apply that to worship because there's a sort of a... Sometimes there's a presence of God in the room and, and you, the objective is just to stay there, just be in it. Um, but that kind of thing, that kind of refreshing, where you just get like an outpouring from God, can happen by a miracle from Him in a moment in time. Like you can just, in the right moment, you can just receive prayer from someone else and He can just do more for you in a moment than you could get from six months of counselling sessions. Just, just like that. He is sovereign. Make no mistake about it, He can work miracles. So you go, oh, that's not even possible because I know, you know, counselling is complicated. I know, I know. And that's the pathway that you take in good faith to sort what you need to sort and figure things out and God can be in the counselling process too, working with you, working with the counsellor, using their skills to get you to a better place. But he can also do stuff in a moment that you would not believe. This verse is kind of what you might call in the Bible a conditional promise. It's an if-then. If you do this, then this will happen. There are heaps of them in the Bible. Heaps and heaps and heaps. This says, if you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. And I have spent decades proving over and over again that God is good to deliver when He promises something. If it says it in there and it's not working out for me, I just persist until it works out for me because I go, well, it says it in there. Like, I've reached that point in my life where if it says it in the Bible, it's true. If it's not matching my circumstances, I'll figure out how to hold my ground until my circumstances are forced to change because the truth is true. So, the original Hebrew word for being refreshed at the end, if you do that for other people, then this will happen to you is a bit different. It's not the same Hebrew word. Interesting that English translators translated them both as the same word. It, first, it does mean to flow as water or rain will fall. So it's got a very similar meaning, as in, if you take care of other people, your needs are going to be taken care of too. It's, that's very similar. If you check in with other people, if you're praying for other people, you can guarantee there'll be people that you're not even aware that they're, they're praying for you too. So it's... it's that kind of reciprocal thing but it also means to teach to point out to direct to inform i was reading this verse and it blew my mind when i realized that i could learn something when i'm laying my life down for other people not just you know it's okay my bills will get paid but wow i've never realized that before that I might, in the very act of supporting someone else, realise a crucial factor in the puzzle that I'm trying to solve in my own life. Like, this is a complex problem and I've been wrestling with it for a while, but because I'm refreshing others, ha, that's the answer. I'll try that. Which is really, for me, one of the main things we need in life. Guidance. Help when we can't figure it out. A nudge, an idea, a, you know, a moment of inspiration. And when I open the Bible 
and I get revelation, like things just jump off the page at me and I go, oh wow, I've never seen that part of that verse before and I'm studying the original Greek or Hebrew word and I'm going, wow, I've never realised that. That's what I call revelation, right? You just go, well, I've read that verse 420 times and this is the first time I've ever realised that. That's revelation. The Holy Spirit just goes, boom, and opens your eyes to something and you peel off another layer of the onion and you go, Wow, how many layers of meaning can Scripture have? Incredible, incredible. That happens to me when I'm refreshing other people. And I love that. I'm like almost addicted to that. Like that revelation when I read God's Word, that, whew, show me something. I, I sometimes just flip it, flip it open and say, all right, God, show me something. <laughs> what are you going to show me today? Like I, it's like that. It's like a, an alive interaction with a living thing. Um... You might have a pathway forward that occurs to you just because you're ministering to other people. It says that God's not in the business of ripping us off. He is by nature a rewarder. He can't be anything else. He can't not reward us. Therefore, if we're refreshing other people, if we're serving His body ministering to others, we can't lose. He will reward us. That's just what he's like. That's just who he is. He can't not do it. So don't think for a minute you can lose out by signing up and volunteering for a team. No way, you ain't going to lose out. It's going to be great. Or, you know, if someone taps you on the shoulder and says there's a leadership opportunity, you know, go, all right, well, let's get into it. Um... You know, uh, my friend Nathan, who's back, back in Australia now, which is great. It's really great to see him so regularly. Uh, one time at church, I was actually feeling a little bit like that, like um, a, a voice was trying to whisper to me and say, you know, you, you, when you're ministering to other people, it just drains your battery and, you know, you're just getting really low and um, all that sort of stuff. That, that, those kinds of voices were kind of um, coming against me, if you know what I mean, like trying to influence me, trying to get at me. Um, and he knew it was my birthday. So he had spoken to a few people. So when I showed up to church that Sunday, someone came up to me and went, hey, I heard it's your birthday. I just got you a little something and handed me a block of chocolate. And I went, oh, that's nice, thanks. And then someone else came up and said, hey, heard it's your birthday. And on the 14th, 15th, 16th block of chocolate... I was just feeling so blessed, just so, like what that says, so, I was saturated in blessing. You know, it doesn't, doesn't cost much, but that person went out of their way, went and got it, remembered me, thought about me, and it just touched me so much. And in a way, it's not a big deal to be able to do that for others, right? But in, in another way, it ha- can have a powerful impact and really help them, like really bless them. There's a there's a story from many years ago from the US about a 10-year-old boy who sits up on the counter at the diner and asks the waitress how much for an ice cream sundae and she says 50 cents. And he gets out his little coins and starts counting, including single pennies. And she's like, oh, come on. And then he goes, uh, well, in that case, how much is just a plain bowl of ice cream? And she says, 35 cents. And he goes, oh, okay, well, just have the plain bowl of ice cream. She rolls her eyes and walks off in a huff, gets him the ice cream. And then later on, he's gone and she's clearing up his plate. She lifts up his bowl and there's extra coins underneath. And he ordered the 
plain ice cream because he wanted to make sure he left her a tip. And she changed her mind about that little boy just like that. But when we do stuff like that, when we engage with this, refreshing others, we tap into the very heart of God. We t- like he, the Bible says, when you give your life to Christ, you become something else. Old things pass away. All things become new. You have a new nature. The nature is God's nature. When you do stuff like that, when you remember somebody, when you call them when they're on your mind, just little things, when you encourage somebody real good and they walk away feeling really built up, you are tapping into the nature that is in you, the new nature that God placed in you and you're being true to it and there's like an integrity about it. You're lined up, alignment has happened and that's a great place to be, a great place to stay, to live in, to make it like a habit in your life, something that is part of your lifestyle. So I'm going to give you a few ways that you can refresh others. You can choose this week to go, I'm going to go and refresh somebody and, you know, I've got some ideas from the Bible. I'll just make them up. Don't worry, they're all in there, you can check. And, you know, if you've got your Bible with you, feel free to flick around and check me on any of this or, or use it, you know, on your device, however you read your Bible. Make sure that I've got it right because, you know, I'm just a human. I can make mistakes. I'm not making any mistakes. But, you know, you can, you can check me if you want. Acts 27 and verse 3 says Paul was allowed to go with his friends to be refreshed. Now, he's actually partway travelling on his way to prison. So, you know, you need a bit of refreshing when you're just about to get thrown in jail for following Christ, which is what it was about. Um, but the simple act of friendship is one way that we can refresh others. Just being with them. Just do something they enjoy with them. Just listen to them. Just be around. Just be there for them. That's friendship. Be loyal. And stick around. Because that's rare. That loyalty. That's one way that you can refresh others. 1 Samuel 16 verse 23 says, When David played music, Saul was refreshed the oppression of the evil spirit lifted off him and he felt at peace. And you know, another way that you can refresh other people is to operate out of your giftedness. They didn't just find any old person. Who's, who plays the harp? Well, thousands of people play the harp in Israel. Okay, get me a skilled musician, he said. He wanted someone who was gifted, someone who was really good. So he went, well, might as well, it's the king, might as well get the best of the best. So who is really good at this around here? So he goes and finds David. He's got a reputation, they know. He's going to play, everything's going to change. And with you, your giftedness might not be music, but it's something. And when you're operating in your giftedness, you can, the Holy Spirit gets on it, and, and you can provide an atmosphere where evil spirits cannot operate. They go, oh, well, this is the wrong environment for me. I'm out of here. That's what happened when David played music for Saul. And that can happen when you engage with your giftedness and the Holy Spirit gets on it. When you worship out of a pure heart, you can set up an environment where oppression has to stop and peace comes just like that. 
So you can be worshipping in your house and refreshing others. You can just have a lifestyle of worship and refresh others as soon as they bump into you. They just, oh, you just feel great. Like, what, what have you been doing? <laughs> just been worshipping in the car on the way here, you know, like... Both Jemima and I have experienced working in our spiritual gifts of encouragement. We are both gifted encouragers. Specific encouragement about the thing. Delivered to the right person in the right way. We're both gifted at that. And so... Um, Jemima did it in Rome with a study partner and she just enjoyed the outcomes of how light everyone felt afterwards. Before that, he was tied up in anxiety, you know, oppressed, you would say, like, I can't even, I can't even write my assignment because I don't even, I can't even put two thoughts together. And she just started encouraging him and before he, you know, a couple of hours later, the whole assignment was completed and submitted and he was bouncing around like a little boy, like so happy, so joyful. And it's just knowing what you're gifted in and just doing that. That's a way that you can refresh other people. 1 Corinthians 16, 18, 2 Corinthians 7, 13 and Philemon 7 all tell us the same thing, that, you know, doing less is refreshing. Just take the load off, you know, relief is the original Greek word. So you relieve someone of something. You take a little bit of their burden off them. Um, when, when things are stressing people, if you just take one of those stresses and just take it off, you know, sometimes it can bring it back down into the, I can live with that manageable zone. When it was previously in the, oh God, I'm tipping over. So I don't know if I'm going to make it. Can I do that for you? Can I do that task for you? Oh, thanks. And then suddenly they're just in normal zone coping fine and that's a real way that you can yeah refresh other people even just talk them into reprioritizing so they take a few things off their own plate you know just have that conversation with them and bounce and until they go yeah you know what I don't even know why I'm doing that I'm not going to do that you go well happy to help you don't have to do it either nobody has to do it they shouldn't have been doing it and they were stressing themselves for nothing just a conversation um Expect when you're doing this, when you're refreshing other people, to learn something. I have offered to take tasks off many people. Hey, what's one thing I can do for you? I'll just take a bit of load off. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, cool. Don't worry about that. I've got it. You do the rest. I'm out. And go do that. And in the doing of it, I learn stuff. I get new skills. I get new contacts that I didn't have before. I get new sphere of influence that I didn't have before. I'm not just killing myself, draining my battery, doing things for other people for no purpose and for no reward. It's not like that. It's not like that. If you refresh others, you'll be refreshed. Um, all right. Last one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so in closing, Proverbs 25 verse 13 says, like a snow-cooled drink at harvest time. Harvest time is when you're working really hard in the hot sun and you're really sweaty and, you know, that thing where you've mowed the lawn with your victim mower under the hill's hoist in an Australian backyard and, uh, you know, you're, you're sunburned and you're sweaty and, you're, and you just feel like a snow-cooled drink. Yeah, like something out of the freezer. Uh, like that is a trustworthy messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the spirit of his masters. 
just being someone that another person can trust is a great way of refreshing them. Keep their confidence. Believe the best about them always. Carry their truth accurately. In the original Hebrew, it carries the meaning of feeling assured and safe when someone you trust is taking care of things for you. That kind of security, that kind of feeling. If you're that kind of person for someone else, then that can be a way of refreshing them. Sometimes when the, everything's stacking up against you, it's nice to know, well, I've got that, I've got that guy. I can trust him. He's on, he's on my side. He's in my corner. Oh, oh girl. Sorry, girl. Sorry. It's Mother's Day. I just tend to think of guys when I... <clears throat> you know, when we refresh our computer, you know when you press the little symbol and it just goes, hang on, let me think, and just reloads everything? When we refresh, we get the latest updates. Wouldn't you love that new slight shift in direction from God? For him to refresh your screen so you've got new insights, stuff you didn't see before? What should I expect? Download the latest fixes for all the bugs. Get access to all the new features. The way to access that is by taking action to refresh others this week. So I'd really love it if you would think and you would ask God, God, who and how? Who do you want me to refresh and how do you want me to do it? And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the how turns out to be aligned with your giftedness. That's how you're going to do it. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You might be here and you may have never received Christ into your life. Never taken a step to go, yes, I accept you, Jesus. I'd like you to be involved with me, to come into my life, to lead me, to become my, my leader, my Lord, my, my everything. If that's you, we're going to pray a prayer all together. You're going to hear everyone around you praying it, and it'd be great if you would join in and say those words too so that you can take that step and a transaction will occur which is like nothing you've ever known where you step into a new, like a light, instead of fumbling around in the dark, like everything is new. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for dying for me and taking my sin. Forgive me and wash me clean. I want to live with you. I want to live for you. Come into my heart. I thank you that today... I'm saved. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.